What's up, Raider Nation? Yes, you ask yourselves why I'm so happy. Well, I'm happy because I'm here at the Raider Nation podcast, and I'm a Raider fan, and you know what's football season still? Just think about it. Last summer, we were all jonesing for football. Now, we're all jonesing for a victory. Well, you know what? It's still football. It's only football. Let's all keep it in perspective. I'm as depressed as the rest of you. Trust me when I tell you. But you got to get a positive attitude and move on. We're moving on now to the dreaded 40 whiners. Yes, the uh, team from across the bay, they call it the Battle of the Bay or the Battle of the Gay Bay. There's all kinds of comments on this particular game. But I will tell you this, it's real and the hatred is profuse. It is insanely hateable here. There's a lot of uh, bets going on. Lots of money going to change hands here in the Bay Area. That is a for sure with both teams looking for victory. Uh, what can I tell you? I'm going to get into that part of the show a little bit later. And as a matter of fact, for our show today will be... Yeah. Yeah. Oaktown. Do you know about my city? Oaktown. The city of O. Losing seasons. What else can happen? We'll talk about Randy Moss and his comments as he puffs off at this time of frustration. Also, a little bit about Jerry Porter. He could have been right. We'll talk about the 49ers pregame. And I just want to drop this on you as an extra little bomb. Well, I got to tell you the truth because the truth hurts. And you know what? Victory is better than losing. And we need a victory because the last time we had a victory was 320 days from Sunday. Let me tell you right now, 320 days was the last time we were victorious. That is brutal. What can I say? What can I say? So well, I just want to have a brief, a brief story about losing seasons. This is not the first time the Raiders have been under a losing season. The last three have been absolutely terrible. Horrifying, you might say. Just when you thought we had hope, the hopes were dashed. From one reason or another, from coaching, from teammates, from team members. The referees didn't help us very much either in the last three seasons, but they never do. Al Davis continued to try to do his best to get key players, I say wide receivers and defensive backs mainly, um, because we totally forgot about our offensive line, and it's blatantly obvious this season. I'm sure that he couldn't do it all at one time. No owner can, but that's what happens when you have losing seasons. The fan base gets disgruntled, and worse yet is the team gets disillusioned with the system. Now, I'll tell you that the way things are in the Oakland Raiders locker room right now, I have no idea. That's what they're saying. Nobody knows what's happening except for the guys in that locker room. That leads me to a small pearl of hope that they can get it together for this Sunday and make it happen. All right, let's get into what Randy Moss, everyone's talking about, you know, Randy Moss and the Randy Moss factor and Moss, 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 and no Moss and yes Moss and get the doggone Moss out, that whole thing. Um, let me just tell you, Randy Moss had some comments. 
He's had comments throughout the season. He's had comments from the time he came to the Oakland Raiders and made his first press conference. There were times last season when I'm sure he wanted to comment and didn't. If you didn't see frustration on Randy's face, I sure as hell did. I know he certainly wasn't happy about the losing season we had last year because there was no reason for it. We needed a quarterback, and so I'm sure in the offseason, Randy went and told Al we need a quarterback, and guess what? We got a new quarterback. Now we have the quarterback we should have had all along. Raider fans aren't stupid, and Randy Moss is not stupid either. He wants the ball. He wants to make his bonus money. He's not doing this for his health. He's getting older, and he realizes that. He certainly wants a ring. This guy's not a, a dumb guy, but... This is what happens, like I said, when you're losing football games. So this is what Randy Moss said. In his latest ramblings, Moss told Fox Sports Radio, because he doesn't deal with local press, anybody local press, he won't do it. He's got some kind of stigma. I, mean, I don't know. It's a voodoo thing. I don't know what it is. I don't really want to single out players, Moss said. I mean... I don't really know what this feeling is, but I know that the feeling is bad. So it's saying no one cares about what's going on around here. So he's saying that no one has any care, and it's kind of a lackluster locker room, and no one's really caring about what's happening here. I say that it's not the locker room he's talking about. I think it's more about the coaching staff. I think that Randy Moss's frustrations directly relate to Walsh and Shell. Shell being the ever-so-good friend sticking next to his good buddy that sunk his ship last time, Tom Mayer of Brokeback, Idaho, Walsh. Famous flapjack flipping geek who now is running our team into oblivion for the second time, Al, and Art, won't you listen to the Raider Nation? Won't you listen to what we say? I know Moss has a lot more comments here. He talks about nobody else cares. Why should he? Because he's being paid $3.6 million this year. That's why the hell he should care. That's why he should have a lot more going for him, just that attitude. I know that in my job, I don't make close to that much money. But I try to do my best to do my job, especially when I'm in the limelight and it's my time to get it going. When we have a fire, we have things. I mean, we all take pride in our work from everybody. I'm not talking about just fire and police and things that I'm related to. I'm talking about anybody. I'm talking about every profession. Carpenters, teachers, anybody, anybody, street sweepers. Guys have their their passion about their job. I'm telling you right now, it's a fact of life. This guy better realize that this is his team, whether he likes it or not. Shut his yap in public. If he wants to get traded, he can go talk to Al Davis. He can go talk to whoever else he wants to talk to. But don't drag the team down in it. That's the problem with Randy. But I will say this, he's an emotional guy. And he's going to let it out, and people are pissed off at him. Hey, I'm pissed off at him, okay? We got people saying in the locker room, everything's fine, everything's fine, everything's fine. Well, it doesn't seem to be fine to the Raider Nation. It's not certainly fine to this Raider fan. I certainly can see it on the field, and the place I see it the most is on the sideline. 
the reaction from players when we're not doing well, laughing, joking, not paying attention, not being into the game, pisses me off to no friggin' end. And I'll tell you right now, that kind of crap should have stopped with this Art Shell era, and it hasn't. The fact that he can't control his team on the sidelines says a whole lot to me. It says a whole lot to me right now. Okay, that's what I think about Randy Moss's ramblings. It's just one of the things that happens when you have a, a bad team. It's just like when you get a cold, you get usually get a cough or a sneeze. That's kind of what comes with it. It comes with losing. It comes with losing. It's a whole part of the losing phenomena, and every team goes through this kind of crap during a losing season. The Raiders especially are very, very vulnerable to the media because they love to work us over and roll over the Oakland Raiders every time we have a bad season. It's been especially bad lately, and Randy Moss is just feeling the press and the pressure of the rest of sports media and all his buddies from all over the world saying, the Raiders suck, everyone says the Raiders suck, what's going on, how come you're on a team that sucks, how would you feel? Enough about Moss. On to Porter. Jerry Porter. Now, I remember back when Shell threw Jerry Porter out of his office. Now, you know, Jerry Porter, when he was thrown out of the office, was in there for a reason. We all assumed, and I did as well, because I praised Art Shell for the fact that he told Jerry Porter that he's the boss and that's the way it is and threw him out of his office. It made national media in sports. And I'll tell you what happened. I thought that he was complaining about the way a Coach Shell had his disciplinary style of management and the way that he was going to run his team with an iron fist. However, now that I have had time to reflect on what's happened in this season, now that I've had an opportunity to see that the way that our offense is performing, I am absolutely sure that it wasn't about the way that Shell was running the team. I am absolutely positive it was the weak playbook it was the unbelievable plays that he looked at and he saw and said, we're never going to be able to make this offense work. He looked at it and said, this isn't going to happen. He did it in practice. He played and tried to make it happen, and he was not happy with the way the offense was going and the Tom Walsh factor. Now, that could have been some of it. It could have been partly shell, but I see now that his record will reflect that he didn't play, so his stats will be not the same. In other words, he won't show any positive or he won't show any negative inability to catch balls or whatever because of the play calling of Tom. I should be flipping flapjacks in Idaho, Walsh. He did this way early and before the season started in camp, and everybody got pissed off at him. Well, you know, maybe he saw something that the rest of us didn't see. Even though I th still think he's a punk ass, I will say this. He just saw what he saw, and we're seeing it too. Okay, it's been 320 days. Game day, it'll be 320 freaking days since we had a freaking victory. Okay? Now, there's all kinds of history with these two teams, the Raiders and the 49ers. You know, we've gotten a lot of, you know, we got Roger Craig. We got, uh, 
Who do we get? We got Ronnie Lott. We got Jerry Rice. The list just goes on and on. Who else did we get? Charlie Garner. We've gotten many players from San Francisco. It has been to our advantage, really, to have the 49ers so close as a vine to pick grapes from because we've done very well picking them from the 49ers. <clears throat> especially in the years that we've beaten them with our own players has been especially nice and sweet. The 49ers as a team are just like the Raiders. They're inconsistent, and at times they look brilliant, and at times they look like buffoons. And it's just like the Raiders, except on the Raiders' side, I must admit, the play calling is far more crucial and far more the problem than the team members, whereas I think on the 49ers, they have a lack of team skill, but they have a very good scheme. So, both of our lines stink. Both of our offensive lines stink. Our defense is better than their defense, and that's what happened in the preseason. We worked them over on all three phases of the game. When we came out in the preseason, we looked like we knew what we were doing. We ran the ball, we threw the ball, and we did a good job. We did everything that Tom Walsh hasn't done so far in this season. That particular football game was probably the best coach, the best run, the best timing control of the clock that has been done this entire season with any game. I am hoping that we have the same kind of play calling, the same kind of off-the-scale kind of plays, the same kind of surprises in store for the 49ers as we did that game. Because I'll tell you right now, the 49ers are not messing around, and they could come back and kick our ass. And that's not a joke. Because if that happens, there are many Raider fans that will get so emotional that there'll be things going out like there are right now. If you have seen your email and you've seen emails about boycotting the Raiders and not buying any more Raider stuff and not going to the games or going to the tailgates and not going into the Coliseum and all that malarkey, sounds good, sounds like it could possibly work if you could get all the fans to do that. But I just tell you right now, that's not the proper way to do it. We can't be children. We can't pout and say we want our way like these idiots on the on doggone sidelines. I'm a little too old for those games, to be honest with you. Who knows how many games you'll get to see in a lifetime. I believe we should take an advantage and go ahead and see the games we can see. And, you know, the games we can't see, oh, well, it's all football. It's still fun. No matter what, there could be a victory that you could miss. And to be in person on a victory, man... That's the bomb. That is the bomb. And you're not going to force nobody to do nothing. Trust me, you'll be wasting your time and the 15 other people that do it's time as well. The other thing that I've seen going around is paper bags. When will the paper bags come out for the Raider fans? Well, I'll tell you right now, I don't know of anybody that's got enough balls to wear a paper bag to a Raider game. I'd love to see them because they're going to get worked more than the other team. Um... Fans got very serious about that shit here at the Coliseum, and it don't go down at all. I've never seen it. I don't think I'll see it now. I haven't seen it in three seasons of shit. I don't know why I'd all of a sudden not see it in the fourth. Anyway, there you go. Now, the Raiders 49ers, I, I said they're very, very close to the same. And here's some history for you. We'll go over. Now, of course, Nolan's dad was this, you know, he was the coach of the 49ers. Here's the big connection 
when the 49ers beat the Raiders 38-7, to December 20th, 1970, to go on to the NFC Championship. He has a picture in his office of that particular game, and so it's a big emotional thing for him. And they talk about the 49ers beat the Raiders 34-10, to September 22nd, 1985. Uh, Howie Long chased 49ers offensive line coach Bob McKittrick up the tunnel at the Los Angeles Memorial Coliseum when he found out that he taught his players on a chop block. That's funny. Kept Howie Long away from him, that's for sure. And then the Raiders won 9-3 to in 1988, the lowest points in the 49ers and Raiders uh, combat. So then, let's see, the Raiders 12, the 49ers 6, September 29th, 1991. You know, the 49ers neglected to protect older players under the system, so we got uh, Ronnie Lott and Roger Craig came back and worked them over. And then, let's see. In overtime, the Raiders beat the 49ers 34-28, to October 8th, the year 2000. So they had an opportunity to change the course season, and the Raiders took them out of the game. I love it. So there's, there's a long history of games that had a lot of meaning. A lot of times we took them out. They took us out. Um, it's just going to be a heck of a game for the Bay Area. There'll be tons of Raider fans over there because we always invade the Coliseum over there or the, whatever they're calling it these days, dot com, whatever com. Or, but you can bet you're going to look in the stadium and you're going to see a whole lot of silver and black, a whole lot. So you can guarantee that the Raider fans and the Raider Nation will be there in its glory. And they'll be cheering on the Raiders and I just hope that the Raiders can pull out a win because right now it's a crapshoot, man. I'd love to tell you that we we're going to win, but I can't say it because I can't see it. I thought for sure we were going to beat the doggone Brownies. And you know what? I was totally blown away. As you could tell in my last podcast, got a little emotional, but that's just the way it is. And that's what you got to be when you're talking about this game. And that's what I have to be when I'm talking about this game. Let's go on to the Raider Nation Podcast Comments Forum. Mike Lowry, Raider 18, PSL. Raider Nation, it's time to open our eyes. I really don't know where to begin. I will say some depressing shit. Three years removed from the Super Bowl, four to five removed from looking like we were going to be a powerhouse. And look at us now. One big silver and black piece of shit. I hate to say it, but North Turner is going to make us look like fools because we should have kept him as an offensive coordinator. Raider Greg, I was listening to the podcast show 100, and like you said, it's all about coaching, and with me, and with what we have on the field, can we blame Porter for being disgruntled? No. No. Are, are disagreeing with the coach's philosophy? Absolutely not. Look around the league. Every team is going in the right direction except for us. That's for sure. Now ask fucking why. Let us get some young coordinator, coaches, whatever. And now, Davis, if you need help, Get it fucking now. This is bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. 
Yeah, I understand. Al Davis, if you need help, get it now. I don't know who will come and coach this team, my friend. I don't know. But, Mike, hang in there, brother. I feel the same way. So does the rest of the Raider Nation. <laughs> okay. There's a dark cloud over the black hole. Here he comes again. Randy Moss says he wouldn't mind being traded. Sap says enough with Jerry Porter. Play him. It's going to get ugly before it gets better. Well, I agree with you. It's going to get ugly. Um, and Randy Moss didn't say that he'd rather be traded. It was done by a doggone ESPN news analyst. I was listening to the whole thing, and he kept pushing the fact. Do you think you want to go somewhere else? Do you think you might want to play somewhere else? Well, he kept saying, well, well, I don't know. Well, you know what? And the four sports reporters, the guy who shoved those words, to, well, if you got an offer to play somewhere else, would you want to go there? And then, of course, what is he going to say? Well, if I got an offer to go somewhere and, and it was better for the team, of course. That's how the conversation went, and I'll tell you, that's typical mediots, as they like to be called, um, bullshit. Okay. Uh, Raider New York Tommy comes in. Freaking awesome. Guys, I love the video cast. Can't wait for my trip. See you in November. P.S. Greg, nice nice win for the A's today. Chris, <laughs> I know your stomach is turning, and I love it. Derry Jeter, 5 for 5. I was going crazy in the house that Ruth built. Wish you were there. I feel it. This is our year. I'm sorry, Tommy. I got to tell you, brother, it's not your year because the A's are going to take out whoever wins the series between the Tigers and the doggone Yankees. And watch out, man. Don't count those Tigers out either. They're playing some pretty good baseball. Colorado Chris comes in. Tommy, I think I might have to go to the game just to beat your punk ass down. The Dancing with the Stars was good. <laughs> That's pretty funny. That's pretty funny. You know he's kidding. So, yes, Greg, I am quiet in disbelief. I kind of like the thought of the Raider boycott. We lose to San Francisco. I say all Raider Nation boycotts the next home game. Think about it. Think about the unprecedented move that it would be. It would say that we are a true nation and it's had enough. Never in sports history has that happened. I say go to the game, tailgate like rock stars, meet your friends, eat and be merry, but listen to the games from the lot. Everyone take part to the game and just do not go inside and fill the seats. That's pretty crazy, man. There's some people who put some comments in here. Let's see. What's, what's some people saying? <clears throat> uh, New York Tommy comes in. And listen to what he says here. Greg, we own the A's. I think you still have nightmares of Jeter's play of 01. Yeah, I do have nightmares. And it's time we get past that crap. Watch out, man, because here come the Oakland A's, baby. And I put, of course, A's are the shit. <laughs> and both of you would probably watch the A's beat down the mighty Yankees. I'm out. You are going to beat down those mighty Yankees, man. I'm going to tell you right now, the Oakland A's, bright spot in the Bay Area for sports fans of every kind. Raider fan side, save money, reload for next season. I love winning, as all fans do, but our team is so bad that we have to chain a lot of things. Al Davis should present his follower, that's for sure. Tom Walsh should leave, rejuvenate the whole coaching staff, trade Moss, Porter, and Sap. talk about players who debt our salary cap, except for Leckler and Jankowski. Get young players, rebuild, reload for next years. Most of you will not agree, in my opinion, offer John Gruden a six-year contract for rebuilding our team alone. 
and make our draft choices by himself. Well, I don't know about the Gruden thing. I know we had to get some good coach in here, and somebody like Gruden in here. There were a lot of coaches out on the market last year that were very good coaches, and Al Davis did not want to lose control, and that sucks because um, not that Shell's the bad guy. Walsh is the bad guy, but uh, Shell should have been smarter to hire a better offensive coordinator. That was a bad move. <clears throat> Central Coast Raider comes in. Hey, Raider Greg, what's up? I read about Randy Moss. He said he wouldn't mind getting traded from the if, from the Raiders if the Raiders were to trade him by the trading deadline, which is October 17th. The Raiders will be saving 5735000 million, man. And that could be get some money for some young, talented players who really want to play true Raider players. Randy Moss got $3.79 million for this season. Yeah, I know that. And if he stays with Oakland for the next season, he'll get $4.4 million. It looks like um, he doesn't want to be a Raider anyway. Well, I don't know if he wants doesn't want to be a Raider, or I don't know if he wants to be a Raider under this coaching schemes or under this coaching staff with the mentality that we have in the upper management. Sometimes you just can't fight everybody. And if Shell supports Walsh and Walsh is the man and Al supports them, it's a, just a dysfunctional organization. If Al's not getting the truth, if he's not seeing the truth, I don't know what to say. Maybe Al's got more problems than we know of. Amy Trask should see what's going on here. She should be doing something. Somewhere, somehow, somebody has got to be doing something to make this happen. Okay, Raider Scott comes in with, seriously, what's going on? Raider Greg, thanks to you, I'm able to keep up with the Raiders here in Panthers country. Um, thank you, brother. I appreciate helping anybody out there that's in the Raider Nation. I am an avid listener, and you say exactly what's on my mind. Since I live in South Carolina, I usually won't pick up any Raider games unless they are playing Panthers or Falcons, or if they make the playoffs. But I just wanted to add my two cents to the Raiders that have done so far. All I see or watch is here is a fucking offense that seems to screw everything up. That's true. I mean, Walsh is calling the wrong plays, period. Absolutely. The only good thing that he's done is put Walter in and take Brooks out. Yep, that's true. That's what Shell's doing, I bet you. Also, if Moss is going to pull up this shit he should get that he did with the Vikes, then put him the fuck out. Yep, I think so, too. And put someone back who wants it more. Well, you know, let me stop with the Randy Moss thing. Not everybody go overboard here. He's on a bad team. If we won the rest of the games this season, he would shut his pie hole. If we won the rest of our games this season, Porter would fall in line. If we won the rest of our games this season, everybody would be happy. But it's not happening, and it's not going to happen, and he sees that. He's unhappy. What are you going to do? Let's see. What else is he? <clears throat> do they even practice? Yes, they do every week. I mean, do they even run plays before they do the games? Yes, I'm afraid they do. Or they just pull numbers out of a hat to see which one they're going to run. No, that's Tom Walsh who's pulling the numbers out of a hat. I mean, are we just waiting for next year's number one draft pick? It seems like that's going to happen. Do we already roll over and die? Well, it seems like the Raider Nation thinks so. Are we going to fix these mistakes before we play anyone else? I don't think so. Because if we don't, we are fucked, period. <laughs> I mean, we're getting better every week. Score zero, then six, then 21. But if we're going to win, we need to sh short pass and the hard run up the middle and knock some unlucky son of a bitch who stands in our way down. Also, we need to learn how to keep the lead and still play. Come on, man. 
But that's my two cents. I'm a Raider fan for life, and that's an avid advocate of the Raider Nation. We're right on, man. I agree with you. And all these, a lot of the things you say, I don't know about trading boss either. I know he's being a punk, but that's what happens when you lose. Um, we have been getting better. And as far as sitting on a lead, that's a Tom Walshism. Shell did this the last time too. It's a shitty, shitty way to play baseball. I mean, it's play. Excuse me, I got baseball in the mind. A's are going to play here, um, and it's a terrible way to run a team. Um, you don't stop on a lead. You keep going till they're, you know, till it's fifty to zero if you have to. You just continue to play, and you play and you play and you play, because that's how you launch yourself to the next level, to the next team, to the next game. You cannot sit on a lead and expect the defense to go out there and keep it and hold on to it for you while you fiddle fart around and uh, get nothing done. So thank you, Raider Scott. I appreciate it, brother. Dylan comes in with Moss. Great. We have our very own T.O. now. I knew that it was only a matter of time before this lazy bastard opened his yap. Way to go, Randy. As for boosting morale on the team, Dickhead. <laughs> oh, gosh. Just when we need at least our offensive leader talk shit. I swear if we don't beat these bumps from across the bay this week, I'm going to lose it. Not much more we can really expect, but just one fucking win, baby. Well, I agree. And, Dylan, I got to agree with your whole tone because I've gone there. Now, I'm over that phase of the hatred and the screaming and the effing and the thising. Because now I've gone into the acceptance stage. Now, as a Raider Nation, I have to understand we have to all get into this acceptance stage. And our acceptance stage means this. We don't have to settle for a loss. We can be very unhappy and disgruntled, etc. But realize that the win is not something that we're going to be looking to. We're going to be looking to a hopeful win instead of a for sure win. Uh, the Browns game. I can go on with all the games. Um and uh, the San Diego game, our season opener, I thought we could win. I mean, I thought we could win the Browns game. But see, I, I don't know about winning the 49er game because I'm not going to put that much ammunition in that gun. I'm going to tell you right now because it come back and shoot me right between the eyes. And that's what's happening. I'm at a point right now with our team that I am just expecting them to play. How they play, I'd love for them to play well, but I don't expect them to play well because they don't expect themselves to play well. It seems to me that we are got to look for um, some bright spots and keep some good guys this year. Um, I do not see this team coming out and being any kind of powerhouse for the next you know, five, six games. We're going into the most brutal part of our season, and we have the most disgruntled, disorganized team in the sports, 32nd. You know, there's no chi in the locker room. There's no quan in the quantum mechanics of our team. We don't have what it takes to be victorious on our team. We don't have the right coaching. We don't have the right support from the general managers. Uh, I'll tell you, Lombardi could take a freaking walk right now. It wouldn't break my heart at all. We need to have a general manager for this team because it's sorely missing. We need someone who's watching the operation, making sure everybody gets their stuff together, and it ain't happening. Everybody's in their own little world up there in Raider World, and no one's looking at everyone else's universe and saying, oh, I don't want to go over there. I just want to take care of my stuff and hope that Al doesn't see what I'm doing. 
That's what I see there at the Raider situation. That's what all companies that are going through this kind of situation are going through up in the upper management. Think about it. Don't want to be all horribly negative, but I'm telling you, this is what happens when teams lose. This is what happens. So enjoy the victories, Raider Nation. Hopefully we'll be victorious against these 40 whiners so we can shut their yap so they can quit popping off in our ear. And so all we got to say is, well, we beat your crappy asses, which won't say a whole lot, but it will say, shut your pie hole to all those 49er whiner fans that continually give Rainer fans a bad rap. And it won't change a thing about the mainstream media. It won't. Those mediots or idiots or however you want to say it will continue to pour. Uh, if we win this game by 50 points, it will mean nothing to anybody but us here in the Bay Area. That's the only difference it will make. If we lose by 50 points, it'll make international news because we will be worse than the worst that we were before. So if it's whale shit we were before, we got to be some kind of prehistoric whale shit you know, further down. We need to be victorious in this game. It is a pride-swallowing, a pride-swallowing moment if we lose. We have to eat every bit of it. It tastes terrible, and we don't want to have to deal with that. So please, Raiders, don't make the nation here at home get punked by those rats across the bay you gotta win this for us brothers you got to win it for the local raider nation i am raider gray and i am out